Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Anita Navar, and she is an erotic pop artist, sexual empowerment, and diversity expert, among so many other things. Hey, Anita, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. It's awesome to be here with you. Thank you for having me. So, hey, tell me all about it. So who do you like to be working with and where is your business today? So I'm in Australia here and the backbone of my business and how it started and how I became an erotic pop artist is that I grew up in a a religious doomsday cult. So up until my mid-20s, I was was very restricted and I, I lived a life under sort of strict rules, fear, shame, guilt. And I was never allowed to really discover or be my true self. So I was very repressed. And I had a couple of young kids. I was married in the cult. And I hit this point in my mid-20s where I just, my creative spark, because I always was creative. I was always drawing and making things and colouring in. And I was so obsessed with it. But I could never really develop that because Mm. we had rules to live by. And so when I had my own little daughters, something in me just sparked where I was scared of the outside world because we were told that it was evil and if you went out there, you were going to die, but (laughs) it was going to end and everybody out there was out to get you. Uh But I hated the world I was in as well. So I was stuck in this limbo, but I hit a point where I was just so unhappy that I wanted to get out and I was really willing to take the risk. So I left and I ran away with my daughters and I entered this new world. And it took me about a year to find my feet and find friends. But what happened in that period is I started discovering who I was and I started to paint. So the, the artwork became this therapy for all of the things that I had repressed growing up. Mm. And a lot of it was, you know, I was never allowed to have a boyfriend, you know, sex was bad, like all of these uh, sexuality for me was really important. And I always felt um, I wanted to express myself in that way, but it was always, it was always evil. It was always a sin. So Mm. it became this automatic thing where when I started to paint, all of these feelings came out onto the canvas and I started to really explore it and discover myself. And so it really empowered me on who I was and it was okay to to feel sensual and to be beautiful and, and, yep. Yeah, so with that, was was that like your safe space? Was it like a safe container that you created for yourself to be able to find yourself before maybe you have 
big conversations with other people. It's just this is yes. where you can dive deep. Yeah, absolutely. And it, what it did is over the journey, because I've been painting now for over 20 years, is initially it was my therapy, but what it became was this very powerful message mm. to other people that it is okay to be you and be proud of who you are, no matter how you identify, gender, sexuality, whatever. You know, there's no judgment. Just be proud to be you and express it, especially creatively. So it, what began as something that helped me and it was very therapeutic now really helps others to express themselves. So That's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. It brings me joy every day. And I love it when, when I see it empower other people too. Yeah. Now that I want to just double tap on something you just said there, because yeah. with this, and I've found this so many times that we we all tend to do or teach or serve in the way that we need. We've done it because we needed it. We explored it. And then we get to be the experts and share and the skill, the craft, whatever it might be. And so the same is, is good for you. So you went through this, you saw the use, it actually helps you heal. And now you get to share that gift. So, and you still, and you still do this, you still use this process in, in your daily life. Every single day. Yeah, it's a staple. It's a non-negotiable. Nice. So let's talk about your clients. So what? where are your clients when they find you? What, you know, sort of from a frame point, you know, frame of mind and what, do, what are they looking to achieve? And do they actually know what they want from you? That's an interesting question because it's very diverse. I mm. find that I have clients that are, uh, it might be scared to express themselves. And if they come mm. to an art show, one of my exhibitions, or they see my stuff online and they start to interact, the, the feedback that I get is it helps them to not be scared to express themselves. It gives them the confidence that they can put themselves out there when they see my artwork or myself putting, uh, putting it out there. So it can be those that are looking for something to, to step out and it can be other people on the other side of the journey that have and they are just celebrating that this is out in the world and they just love that it's so vibrant and expressive. So it, it's a whole spectrum. I find that the LGBTQ community really embrace it and a lot of my exhibitions are at, for instance, Sexuality Expos, Celebrating Sex Positive Diversity, Kink Festivals, Mardi Gras, and it's really embraced in those areas because a lot of people that are judged for who they are and can't come out and be themselves, that helps empower them as well. Nice. So with this, it's not just a production. It's not just the, the, the things they get to do. It's the it's the impact that you have on their lives. And then I guess by association, how that spreads out through these different communities. Yes, absolutely. And it looks bloody fantastic in your home, hanging on the wall. So. And it looks great. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a talking piece. You know, whenever somebody says to me, when friends come around and they see it, it's a conversation starter every time. So it opens the door to other interesting, nice. interesting conversations. Sweet. So, okay, this started off as a therapeutic um, thing for you, but how it, it's it's kind of tough sometimes to be able to turn our passion, what we love doing, into a business. We all have these false beliefs of I can't earn money from that or whatever rubbish we've been sort of given throughout our life. But how and when did you make that step that oh, 
crap, yes, this this not only fuels me, but I can make a business out of this. Where was that sort of turning point for you? For me, when I started painting, I was doing it for myself. So I didn't envisage envisage that I was going to be selling anything. And it was interesting, but um, I would, because I was also at the time when I started painting, I was studying to be a dental therapist, hygienist. I was at uni. And so one of my uni student friends came over one day and I was in my lounge room painting. And she said to me, you've got to get these out. Like you can sell these. And she was working in a cafe down the road. Mm. And so she asked her boss and her boss put, there was like 10 pieces we lined up against the wall. And within days, I sold five pieces straight away. And so this light bulb went on where I thought, wow, I can sell these. I can actually do something with this. And that started the journey of the business. As to my self-belief on where I am now, it took quite a while for me to get out of that starving artist mindset Mm. because that's all we hear. You don't make any money till you die. That starving artist. (laughs) So I had a ceiling where or I had a a place that I kept hitting a wall because I couldn't get any further because Mm. I had this self-belief that I was wasting my time. I was playing small. So I took a self-development work and going inward to actually realise that I could do this full time and it could be a huge success and I could love what I do every day. So what was that that transition for you like? Because was it that you woke up one day as like, I need some some help with my mindset, with moving forward? Or did this thing sort of happen naturally and you found that through the challenges you had, you found the right sort of path through? How did that come about? It was through a lot of challenges. I kept felt like I was going around in circles. So I would get a certain amount of success and then I would hit this wall and then I'd come back right where I started. And so Mm. I did this so many times and invested all this money on things. I'm going to do the next shiny thing. This is going to (laughs) work. And then I'd rewrite where I started again. Yeah. Why can't I get to that next level? And so... Energetically, I, I have an auntie and she's very uh, spiritually, is it, she's into the metaphysical, spiritual, universal laws uh, of this world. And I started talking to her and she set me off on a track with the, uh, a set of books that I started to read about the subconscious mind and mm-hmm. our para- paradigms and programming. And I was hooked. Once I started going down that path, and investing in myself with life coaches, reading, and really realizing that the block was me. It was my subconscious beliefs, my old programming. That's when everything changed. And I was able to break those old patterns and actually make it a success and get past those brick walls I was hitting. Nice. Love that. That point, that point that you made a realization that, ah, shit. Yeah, it's it's me. I'm the one in my own way. Was it? Did you feel guilt? Was it um, was it like, I, I don't want that to be true? Or was it so revealing and like, ah, oh, great, this is amazing? Or is it like a, a, a super mix of all of those? It was definitely a soup. <laughs> I And especially with my upbringing, when we do something wrong, we ostracize and judge. So I had a lot of self-judgment um, and loathing yeah. where, are you idiot? Why did you do that? Um, so it, it took me a while to realize that I didn't need to judge myself. All yeah. of those past things were just a lesson and showing me I had um, some contrast. 
And moving forward, I could, from here, that's all that mattered was the now, where do I go from here to create my new reality? Or what, what, what am I going to do moving forward to change okay. it? So it became, an, I was empowered by it after I got over the, you know, giving myself a smack on the hand. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this empowerment comes after the realization, the, oh, okay. And then it's, oh, so you mean I have, I have control. You mean I mm. I can work through this? It's all up to me. Sweet. So it's like it's a blessing and it's a curse. Absolutely. But you can take control <laughs> of it. So then, so what happened then? So then your business um, succeeded. You grew your business and lived happy ever after and had no problems at all going forward, right? Absolutely. And the opportunities and the things that you can achieve even just be yourself not even in business uh astronomical like the it's just limitless possibilities opportunities are limitless and so for me now because of doing the inner work and realizing it's all it's all under it's an inside job it's nothing external is going to create the thing that you want it comes from inside and, and your self-belief mm. and your self-worth and and following your passion and purpose for me now I get I don't follow the next shiny thing I get an intuitive download I'll meditate in the morning you know my self-care is important go to the beach have a swim just um, get in my quiet space and then I'll get an idea and so that divine guidance or idea I follow that instead of going I need to do this to make money or I need to learn more because I don't know enough. It's almost Mm. like I get directed and that thing is successful because it feels good. It's joyful. It lights me up. It's not heavy and I'm not following the means to the end. Mm. Now with this, do you, do you find that you are um, almost superhuman at doing this or do you find that you do catch yourself in the act where it's like, Oh, I've, I've slipped back into old patterns or I've kind of gone off track and it's like you, you can catch yourself. How, how far down the road do you get before you're like, oh, look what I'm doing? Yeah. I slip all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am definitely human. <laughs> I slip all the time. And I, the good thing is knowing what I know now is I catch myself really quickly. And mm. sometimes I even catch myself when I'm saying something and as I'm saying, I go, what are you saying for? You like, yeah. and then I move on and I yeah. correct it. Other times, if I slide backwards, I might fall into distraction or find the next shiny thing. It'll only mm. take me a day or two to get out of it and go, oh, I see what I'm doing, change direction. Yeah. So it's really quick. Whereas before those spirals would go for months, I yes. could waste months doing something and then not even realize what I was doing. And so a lot of times wasted, whereas once you do the inner work, it's really quick. You can change direction fast, which is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Time, I think you mentioned it there. Time is the most important thing. I mean, money, you can always make more money. It flows. Um, Energy, you can build up your energy. But time, oh, my gosh, time is the one thing that you're you're not getting back. And that's that's the most important resource that we have. And it sounds like through the work that you've done has allowed you to fast track to collapse the time to be able to do the things you want to do continue to grow and have a success with your business in all these different communities absolutely yeah time and i mean look we're already the second month into 2023 
how yeah, fast is that gone? Like how many times I look at in the past where I'd hit a new year and go, this year I'm going to do it. I'm going to crack it this year. And then the year goes and you look and you look back and go, oh, my goodness, how many years did I say that in a row? So mm. time moves fast. It's precious for sure. So it, with your journey right now, so what are the what are the challenges or the traits that you're that you're actively working on yourself that you um, haven't quite cracked or that you you find is an ongoing process? There's a couple of challenges for me that I find. The first one is now that I feel like I've cracked the code, so to speak, is I have so many ideas, so many divine downloads and opportunities. What do I focus on? Because Uh having your hands in so many pies can be super unproductive. So for me, I then have to like refocus and realize that I can't do it all in a day. You know, even the smallest thing done in a day is it's success. It's productive. So just really focus and, and don't. It can be that shiny object distraction again. Oh, I'll do this and now I'll do this and now I'll do that. So it's the focus when you are just divine downloads are coming out your left, right and centre. No. The how do other you, thing, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, how do, you, how do you distinguish between a shiny object and uh, something that's come to you that's, that you don't need to work on and some, it's a great idea that adds to mm. what you're already doing how do you see those two things and be like ah I can see the difference I look at it now is what I'm doing here benefiting what's my biggest goal like what is my biggest passion purpose is this thing over here going to benefit that so if for instance I I'm presented with a, a new learning opportunity, a new, because you see that in Facebook all the time, you know, do my new course, my new mastermind. And all these life hacks, this is what you can have, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I in my calendar, all of these trainings, and then I look at it and go, hang on a minute, is this actually taking me, is this supporting what I'm doing, or is yes. this taking time away from it? So yeah. I really look at the bigger picture now. Uh, that's so important. I did did it just yesterday. Something came up. There was a, because I would like to do more video. I don't, I tend to get in the studio and paint and forget to film everything. And so I don't get to put it out on the socials. And so I thought to myself, I'd like to do more video. And this thing came up about YouTube automation. Do this YouTube automation. And I almost jumped on it. And I thought, hang on a minute. This has nothing to do with my art. Yeah, I'm learning to do YouTube, but yeah. it's not actually benefiting me right now with this. So don't do it. <laughs> so right. it's just being selective. Mm. And what's the second thing yeah. you said you were those, those second things? Yeah, the, the second thing is that balance between, because I've mm. got family, and so balance personal life, family, self-care, and business. For me, I love doing what I'm doing so much that I can get into this whirlwind of action, action, action. And I'm so inspired by everything. I can spend 18 hours in the studio nonstop painting and forget that, well, not forget, but I put aside, hey, you need to take a break and you need to get in the pool and have a swim or spend time with some family because that self-care and what I learned from the past is that when I've been in action all the time is that I've burned out and mm. then I'm months down and out and doing nothing. So it's that fine balance of having all three. 
but hey when you when you do something that is so that you love so much and also that impacts so many people i guess you can justify so much about why you can spend a couple more hours why you can keep on working and it might be so easy to keep on going right yeah exactly and that's what i that's what i do now, this is this is better like this feels good it's uh, i'm in joy keep going it's not a it's not a bad thing but in reality when you're not getting sleep and you're not looking yeah. after yourself yeah it's it, you do you're running on your sympathetic nervous system when you're always in action you you just unfortunately hit crash and burn so it is it is so important to stop even if it's for an hour i find now I'll be in the middle of a painting and I want to keep going. And then a little voice says to me, just stop, just go and have a coffee, go have a swim. And then I do, and I come back more inspired and more energized. And it's, I sleep well at night then. Mm. Yeah. What's the old saying? If you don't have an hour to meditate, take two. Yes, that's right. So important. So I start my day now, whereas before I would jump out of bed, I'd get straight in the studio or I'd do something because I'd, I'd wake up with ideas. Oh, I want to do that, get into it. Yeah. And I stop myself now. I don't. The first thing I do is I get up, I listen to a meditation that gets me um, in the flow. I, I do my meditation. I write my gratitude journal and I start the day off like that. And then the day flows beautifully. Whereas if I start it, if I get up and scroll Facebook or I get up and I get into action straight away at some point of the day, I start to lose that momentum because I don't feel mm. like I'm in the flow anymore. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's so important to have that time. And yeah, mm. I'm still guilty about doing the wrong thing in the mornings at times when you know, things pop up or you're inspired to do different, different tasks, but you can always tell when you don't follow what you know you should be doing that oh, things don't go so well that day. And catch yourself yes. maybe you still need to see the results of that before you go back so it's not a no one's always just have this this perfect lifestyle it's there are it is a roller coaster and we do make mistakes mm. and tweak things but it's good seeing that oh yeah that that didn't work too well it's great information yeah it's good to see what you're doing and i think that's the important part of the doing the self-development and inner work is you can actually see what you're doing and self-correct before you spiral yeah and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna flip that around as well but it's also the intangible it's you feel mm. it you sense it but it's the tangible nature which sometimes because it's invisible it's often perceived as less important the beliefs the programming the rules the contradiction the patterns it's not so important but really that's the control center for for you for your life for manifestation for action all these things whether you believe in woo science whatever mix it all together yeah it's it's all part of it right yeah absolutely absolutely so for you what, what do you see first is it is it mental is it is it the mental capabilities that drop first or is it physically you can sense it in your body i sense it physically in my body it's I run pretty much these days. Excuse me, twitching these. I've got the smallest ears. These <laughs> things just keep popping right out. So far, your earbuds haven't fallen out, so you're all good. Um, yeah, so for me, energetically, I I feel things these days and I'm not so much um, lured by the externals or the tangible. 
it's an energetic feeling. So if I follow something, it's because it, it just feels somehow right in my heart and my gut. Mm. Um, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm running on an energetic field at the moment. And I love it because before I used to be really, uh, the externals would be what controlled me, how something made me feel, someone's reaction, um, and it just doesn't anymore because I have total control of my centre. That it's again feeling like I'm just in that flow. I'm, I feel grounded. Not all the time. So sometimes I can and not be grounded and have to reground. But when you tap into that energetic centre, yeah. it just things just appear. People appear. Opportunities appear. It just feels right to follow a certain path. Mm, yeah, I always say there's there's no such thing as coincidence. Things drop in at the right time when you're in the right frame of mind, when you're in the right capability, when you have the right frequency. Oh my gosh, opportunities, yes. people, all these things come out of the yeah. woodwork. It's like, how did that happen? Likewise, yeah. when you're hustling through and grinding and you, things, there's a lot of resistance, things just don't seem to happen. Yeah. And it is, it's a frequency. Like, where are we plugged in? Where, how are we vibrating? Because and a lot of the self-development work I did was on that. How are you vibrating? What's you? What frequency are you on? Because whatever you're emitting, emitting is whatever you're attracting. And when we actually realise that we are in control of everything that comes into our experience, that is so powerful. So if I wake up and I'm in a cranky mood, I guess what? I'm going to get cranky people all day. Nothing's going to go right. The computer's going to break. Your AirPods will fall out your ears. All this stuff, right? Nice. Whereas if I wake up in a, or if I'm just in that appreciation and gratitude and I'm in a good vibration, I'm plugged in, plugged into that vortex. Things just flow. And look, if something comes, crops up like this, earphones falling out my ears, just have a laugh at yourself. It's, it's not a big deal. I don't get cranky. I don't get frustrated. It's, it's don't sweat the small stuff. You're able yeah. to deal with whatever comes at you. Yeah. Cool. So 2023, we're a month in. So what's coming at you for this year? What, where's your goals? What are you going for? Where are you focusing? I am. My focus is, as has always been, to empower others, to embrace the beauty in who they are and to share it unapologetically. Where my art has been going is I'm actually going to the USA. So I've done a lot of work in Australia and I do have a lot of people that follow my work in other countries, but I've always wanted to take this to the USA. So at the moment, I'm painting a lot of celebrity portraits. Um, I have clients in the Hollywood area and I'm getting my artwork into um, houses on TV shows. And so it's going big scale. It's, I used to play small a lot in the past. I'd, I'd have these big visions of what I wanted to do on a massive scale, mm. but never really believed I could do it. Whereas now that's the, the ceiling's wide open. So I'm taking it where I always wanted to take it, which is, is to the USA. I love that. Yeah. Well, and doing a lot of, yeah, doing a lot of commissions, which I love for people. It just, it helps them express who they are and see themselves in a different way as well. So when did that shift appear when you were rather than playing small, playing big? Because surely that's the direction, the goal to increase it, to make it as big as possible. Then it's like, what is possible rather than, oh, this will be enough or I can just about do this. That sounds like that was a massive, a massive change for you. 
Yes, yes. And that limiting belief that I could only get so far, again, stuck in the starving artist syndrome. Um, it was doing that inner work and realising that you can be, do and have anything. Like there are no limits. It really comes down to breaking those old paradigms, believing in yourself, having faith, be it before you see it. And I, I used to laugh at not laugh, but when I'd hear that that meme or that saying, be it before you see it, believe it before you see it, I'd be mm. like, oh, whatever, whatever. Do the inner work. Like oh, I would look at a future self and go, well, that's in the future. That's who I'll be. That's what I want. But I never really believed it. When I actually realised, be it before you see it, like embody that now, be that person now. You know, the externals, the tangible stuff, it's in the vortex. It's waiting for you. Once you've put it out there and you want, you already, it's there waiting for you once you wanted it. Once you believe the passion was there, you just now have to get, plug in and get into that space where it will manifest. So yeah. having the faith. Plug in and go get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So get in. And once you're plugged in, it doesn't mean you don't do anything, which is a lot of, I mean, I love the secret. But it, a lot of these things tell you, oh, just envisage it and, you know, it will come to you. It's, you still have to get into action, but you're getting into action from a place that is, um, how, do, how, how do I explain it? You're divinely guided, like you're in action in a positive way, not in a, in, not in a fantasy dreaming way. Mm. So you, you still make it happen, but you just plug in in a different way to do that. Awesome. Yeah. Look, Anita, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story and how you've you've changed and evolved over over the years. So, hey, if people want to find out more about your art and yourself personally, where can they find you? They can find me at my website, which is anitanevar.com. That's A-N-I-T-A-N-E-V for Victor A-R. And there's lots on my website. There's the artwork that I do, the exhibitions, uh, commissions. So if anybody wants a beautiful commission of themselves, uh, give me a call. I would love to help you out. But everything's on there. So definitely come and visit me and say hello. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find those links on the website too. Super stuff. Well, everyone, go check that out. And Anita, thank you for sharing. Thanks, Mark, for having me. It was awesome to share and be here. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye